Hello, everybody. Uh, we are back here again with another SBOM cast. This is episode four. And here today we have the very mysterious, elusive, and, you know, one known to many as Anjan, Coach John, Teacher John, Tech Guy John, Retreat Leader John, TED Talker John, Motivational Speech John. Is he a student, John? Ladies and gentlemen, we've got here with us today, John Vu. Hello, John. How are you? Hello, I am John Vu. <laughs> it's it's uh it's definitely nice to have you, John. Again, you know, I just want to say a big thank you to you know agreeing to come out and do the well, not really come out, but stay in and do the podcast with us. No problem. Uh, thanks to all you guys for holding all this stuff for SBOYM. I think it's really good. The uh, um, you know all the things that you're trying to do for all the youth. Um, you know. Um, back at church as well as, you know, during this time and everything, love the energy and everything that you guys are doing. So thanks to you guys too. Yeah. I mean, definitely with youth ministry, this is an idea that, uh, it actually came about kind of suddenly we, it wasn't one that like we had been thinking about for a long while. I mean, you've kind of seen how things work in youth ministry and you know that we tend to take a more, uh, more of a slower approach to things. And this one actually went from inception or conception of idea to like less than a week, literally like three, four days later, we're recording the first episode. Like that's how yeah. fast it was. Yeah. I saw the first one with you and uh, Brian too. And I think yeah. it's really cool, you know, but Hey, you know, there's times we're in and lots of fun here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right. So kind of to get a little into what the podcast will be about, obviously, as all of you guys know, or, you know, you, if you've been listening or watching our podcast, you know that during our podcast, we try to talk about, you know, the mainly the guest is the main point of our, uh, of our episode each time. And tonight, uh, you know, I just want to start off by uh, letting you guys know, if in case you haven't, you know, that John is someone who I met in high school. And I've known John since high school. Uh, John's gone from like being a a very like a an adult figure to coach to someone I you know looked up to to someone who I've worked with, you know someone who now I consider one of my you know a, 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 honestly one of my greatest friends. And I, I I'm pretty sure John also considers me a good friend too. I, at least I'd, I'd like to think. <laughs> but you know it wasn't it didn't really start off like that you know actually the first time i met john uh it's a very a bit of a funny story because uh i actually went to la quinta and as many of you guys know uh john you know he coaches at la quinta he coaches swim and this was my first year first day of me joining swim the swim team and you know i was going out to practice i'm at the pool deck and i see this one kid he's uh standing there Kind of, you know, everyone else is like sitting on these bleachers that are a little, looking a little sad. But, uh, you know, I see this kid just, I see this kid just standing in the middle of the pool deck with his like backpack looking pretty full. You know, I'm just like, oh, okay, so he's one of those kids. He's got a clipboard out, so you know he's one of those kids. You know, that is very on top of his things. You know, he's probably got a got one of those folders that like zips. Uh, one of those minders, and I go up to him and ask him, "Hey, do you know what time the coach is showing up, or when's practice starting?" I don't see anyone, and he kind of just tells me, "Oh, uh, I'm actually that, that's me," and I tell him, <laughs> "Good one, buddy. Good one, good one, dude." Uh, so where, where, where's the coach? I it's my first time in swim, so I'd like to get to meet the coach. And it's like I am the coach. I was like, "Okay, you're." pretty funny huh and you know obviously uh kind of john takes out his whistle i'm like dang this guy's got a whistle too like how how badly does he like you know is is he like team captain or something and then he like blows his whistle he asks everyone to you know get ready because we're going to start practice you know obviously everyone gathered around and i'm just like whoa okay okay all right obviously he might be team captain. Duh. Okay. Cause I see some of the older students also just, you know, crowding around him and listening to what he has to say. And then it's not until he tells us to go change that I realized, shoot, this guy's actually the coach. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that was, uh, that was the first time meeting you, John. And, uh, I, I don't know if you can yeah, remember very well. I saw that day. <laughs> this kid. <laughs> or whatever comes up. 
like, yeah, 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 good one, buddy. You're the coach. Sure. I'm like, yeah, dude. It's like, how many push-ups did you do that day? Time. I love, that's the one, that's something I'd like to forget, you know? Oh, man. The, the level yeah. of respect I have never seen in my life for this kid right here. But, but I mean, I was, I was an okay swimmer at least. <laughs> uh, let's, let's, what we would like to think for now. Yes. Okay. Okay. Let, let's, let's just leave, let's just leave the memories as good ones, you know? <laughs> of course. Oh man. All right. But, you know, I, I, even to this day, I still, you know, think that joining swim was probably one of the better things that I decided to do during high school. And, you know, part of that was thanks to you, John. So, you know, thanks for that, bro. No, it was definitely a lot of good times, fun times. <laughs> yeah. All right. But now kind of just uh, segueing into a little more the, uh, the the podcast, which is obviously going to be a little more focused on you, John. So one of the one of the things that I first wanted to ask you and talk about was um, you're known by so many, yet not very people. Not very many people know a lot about you, John. So let's just kind of ask you some Let's just kind of ask you to share with us a little bit more about you, okay? It, it's completely up to you how much you want to share, but just kind of tell us, what's your story with uh, S- with uh, St. Barbara? Let's just start there, you know? St. Barbara, you know, obviously you've been here for a long time, and, you know, exactly how long, none of us know, don't think we'll ever know. But, you know, just kind of tell us about what it's been like, you know? Yeah, so, you know, when I first came to St. Barbara, it was just like... A patch of land and i think there was a farm on the side with some chickens and they were just building the foundation so no i'm kidding <laughs> no honestly when i started that bell tower that was in the front that wasn't built until actually more recently so i can actually tell you bell tower was oh, wow. being built that wasn't there uh, okay all right yeah Gives a good uh, point. <laughs> yeah, but if you guys know me, I don't usually like to talk about myself. So, you know, things like this, it's kind of strange. But um, I've been yeah. to St. Barbara probably since, uh, um, let me see, probably when I was around eight years old, maybe, I'd say, eight, nine years old. Um, and I started there uh, mostly just going to Mass and uh, going to um yali um which is the um the program for catechism you know the bible study that you know we went to on saturdays pretty much and it was just normal you know it's mainly it's the program is mainly for like first communion right yeah for first communion so i think Uh, i started the year before first communion so around there maybe around first second grade around there maybe so like pre-first communion Yeah, so I, I know First Communion wasn't my first year. I think that was my second year. Ah, uh, okay, okay. I think I received Communion in my third grade year um, mm-hmm. or so. So first, second grade, somewhere around there. Okay. I mean, like, after post-Yao Lee, kind of like what? Did you continue going to St. Barbara? Like, just has St. Barbara just been regularly yeah. your uh, church, your I guess your home parish, would you say uh, uh, not always my home parish because you know at that time I I go to church go to mass with my parents uh, where it was convenient and a lot of time that was St Barbara but you know as I moved around you know I went to St Columban or you know as the other churches nearby grew up or I moved to other ones up and around but more or less I think St Barbara's been my home parish that we ended up going to more of the time and that's where I went to all my Bible classes. And ever since I started, it was like a weekly thing where, you know, every week we got to go by every class. You know, I feel like, you know, probably just the same as a lot of people, you know, parents like, oh, it's time again. Saturday, get in the car, you know, (laughs) grab your your books. I'm like, oh, man, again. Grab your books. All right. Open the door. Get out. See you now. See you in about two hours. (laughs) Yeah. And you like, you pretend to be sick or something. So you don't have to get in the car. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Definitely. Remember all that. Oh man. Okay. Did you also do confirmation here at St. Bar or there at St. Barbara? Yeah, I, I did too. So that was just um uh-huh. a continuation, it felt like for me. Um, you know, because uh the Bible classes for me, uh, even after communion, we kept uh parents kept uh made us keep uh, keep on going um, all the way through eighth grade and then ninth grade was um uh confirmation one and then confirmation two. Um, a little more fun because that's when you start to see a lot more friends. You know, it just kind of switched from uh, Saturdays when we used to go to Tuesday yeah. nights or whenever it used to be that I used to go to back then. 
So, oh, wow. yeah, I continued to confirmation um, all the way through St. Barbara, yeah. Oh, okay. And, I mean, what about, like, volunteering-wise? It wasn't until what, like, age would you... Uh, what age? wasn't until what age, John, did you actually start to not go to St. Barbara so much for, like, the Faith Formation program, but to start volunteering or helping with the, with their programs? Oh, not till a lot later. Uh, well, oh, really? there, there wasn't as much going on back then, to be honest, uh-huh. as there is right now. You know, you guys have a uh, youth ministry, which is really awesome and things like that. Um, yeah. You know, back then, I just kind of went through all the classes because I had to at that time. Um, you know, I, I think I helped with like maybe one retreat because I think it was like, you know, like a confirmation requirement or whatever. You had to help with something. Oh, uh, what? You know, <laughs> yeah. One of the, you, you, I think okay. you're doing that too. And once in a while, I'd help for something because you kind of had to. Uh, didn't do a oh, lot yeah. of volunteering, I, really, yeah. I mean, uh, the retreats, I'm guessing they also used to be at the parish at a certain point. No, I, I was before. I was one of the last retreats. Uh, well, I think I helped with, like, a, a communion retreat or something like that uh-huh. at the parish or one or two, like, little okay. events like that. Um, we had our first and second communion away. I'm sorry, uh, confirmation retreats away from the parish. Uh, we did a weekend thing like they're doing a lot right now. Um, okay. Yeah, it was a one-day retreat at another church or something for Confirmation mm-hmm. 1 and Confirmation 2. A lot like what we're doing like right now. Um, it was oh, okay. after my years that they, they started going back to the church and then back away again and stuff like that. Okay. Um, there was a youth ministry back then, actually, the first version that uh, I'm not sure you know about too much, Carlos, or not a lot of our viewers know about. No, um, I it, the anything previous to Chris you know youth ministry chris's version of youth ministry is to me unknown i didn't even know there was youth ministry before chris i under it was my impression that chris kind of like started the youth ministry from scratch there i oh so that's not right yeah so there there was a youth ministry when i was there so um uh, Uh her name was diane that led it uh, uh-huh. nice lady there and she did the retreats and stuff like that too uh-huh. so all you older people around here my age you guys will remember um, <laughs> but it wasn't anything like it was today um, yeah. it wasn't very large for sure at, at least um, you know uh-huh. uh, I went to like one meeting maybe or two because a friend dragged me and I think it was <laughs> after the 530 mass um, on Sunday and I didn't usually go to the 530 mass uh, so uh-huh. I, I went so to that, that mass and then yeah uh, that is now like you know youth mass <laughs> yeah it was yeah. actually youth mass back then too so oh it was still you know it was a lot smaller sure. not really yeah just for a few years when they had the youth ministry okay. the youth mass um okay I, I did like try it out once or twice but uh it was in i think it's actually the same as what the youth room is right now but it was a lot smaller it wasn't like what it is right now um <laughs> there, was, there was only like 10 people <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah yeah Okay. It was like a little bit of 10 people. And then like, yeah, you know, I knew most of them, but I, I just didn't really feel the vibe or I wasn't really feeling it. Um, you know, it was a different group okay. of people. So I'm like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was a lot smaller. Okay. It was a lot different. Not so many events, not so many um, like big things with everyone in Vuabov with youth nights and all this cool stuff that you guys are doing. So I kind of wish, you know, uh, I might've been more involved if there was stuff like this around back then, but yeah, oh, not man. so much back then. Okay. I mean, I, for all I know, if you had uh, continued, you you might just be youth minister right now, John. (laughs) Knows, who knows how that, how that might've gone. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) No, and then, yeah. uh, No, and then it did kind of die down um, for a long time, especially when Diane left and then Chris Mm -hmm. basically restarted it. And when he restarted, it was basically from scratch, you know, getting the core team and what you're doing. So that is kind of right. He did kind of, start it or restart it but there was one back in the days even before me there might have been a different version but um what it is like right now is it's mostly between you know chris and you and um, a couple other people who voted up so you know keep it up some some of uh some some of those who have uh now gone past already or some some of those who have you know just passed on already (laughs) not on this earth we continue praying for them passed on from our youth ministry and yeah we continue praying for them <laughs> yeah okay. so yeah i actually um yeah so i was kind of involved but i wasn't too involved in church kind of um i was a little bit more involved in uh Tione, the vietnamese eucharistic youth uh-huh. but i was when, a little bit more part of yeah you know that's actually something that i was wondering a bit uh i, I do know that was it oh man i can't remember not 
feeling uh, too uh, skilled in my maths right now. So, um, what was help, help me with some quick maths here, John? Uh, T celebrated their twenty fifth anniversary, or as in Barbara, fortieth anniversary. Fortieth. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. Two years ago. Was 40th. So that's yeah. that's even longer. Okay, so two years ago they celebrated their fortieth. So then, Tuni's been there for quite a while at St. Barbara. Dang. Okay. So I was I was gonna ask you, you know, like how how long were you? How long have you been in Tuni? Well, um, yes, for all forty years. No. <laughs> I was actually joined much during the later part of it. Okay. Okay. Uh, I've been on there for a while. Um, um, I actually didn't join it till I was about 10 years old or so, I believe. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, that's actually a lot, little bit later from a lot of my other friends. A lot of my friends were uh-huh. in there for four or five years, and they tried to get me to join every single year. And I told them, more time at church? You get to go out and hang out at church. Sure. Let me get back a note. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so yeah. I, I didn't join for quite a bit longer until I was a little bit older, actually. It, it's one of those where, you know, people kind of tell you, like, hey, you want to hang out at church or you want to come do this, like, fun a group activity at church and you're just kind of like wait hold on like those two like those two words shouldn't be in the same sentence you know like fun church that's it should be more like prayer church hey you want to come pray with me at church it's not typically you know to me at that point when i was that younger it was just like all right i'm already getting in the car and spending an hour and a half in my bible class here on saturday and you want me to stay another hour after? Just yeah. No, you all stay. I'm going to get in my car. I'm going to head home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not so much that that's, that's not exactly why I uh, I didn't like, you know, like church. But I, I, when you're young, it's like, I mean, not saying that I'm all that old. But, you know, a few years ago, I definitely didn't see church as like the kind of place that I went to because I enjoyed it there. You know, it, it was. You no, know, but uh, yeah, I exactly the same with me. But it was because of that. You know, my friends like literally, you know, every single week, different friend or, you know, the same group of friends were like, yeah, we get to do this and this. You know, we get to have parties and we go camping and we have all this stuff fun. And like literally yeah. like, every single day, every single week told me different things. So eventually I was like, OK, I'll try it. And um, part of that is I, I, I did end up actually having a lot more fun, you know. Um, and and that's how I got to meet a lot of the people I did or build the experiences I did. And I think that's part of what yeah. kind of kept me going for all these years. So and then going back to earlier, and that's when I started volunteering. Actually, was my senior year mm-hmm. in uh, high school was oh, when they okay. um, they asked us to you know um, if with the Vietnamese group at least you know um, to start being volunteers and teachers and not just students. So I, I had that, to think uh, about it a little bit, and then I. Like, okay, I'll give it a try. Kind of. That was with a Yali, right? No, with Tuni. I, I didn't oh, help out with, Yeah, I didn't help out with the catechism classes, the Bible classes uh-huh. at all, really, or confirmation. Mm-hmm. It was uh, through the Vietnamese Eucharistic Youth that, you know, they asked me to kind of come back and be a teacher first, uh, my senior year of high school. So then I was like, okay, um, it's something I can probably do, and, you know. So that was with Tuni, right? Then that was the team you were helping. Okay, so does that mean yeah. you were already a, a red con by then? Uh, no, back then we actually had something we don't have right now, which is a uh, pink. Which is oh, huh. way back there. Yeah, I you know it's actually something I've heard of because you know now that now that I kind of now that I've joined Tuni and I'm actually in the program and I'm there, you know, listening to all of like, you know, the, the lessons and I'm there seeing the kids and everything. I, I, you know, start hearing more about sort of like the history of Tini and, you know, some of the, the history of the people there, the people at St. Barbara and like, you know, sort of their story with Tini. And that's one of the things that I heard about, like pink cons, which, you know, the, the, the pink scars. I was like, wait, what the heck? Like, what, when was that? Or that sounds kind of cool, but at the same time, it's like, what happened to them? You know, it's just basically what you did. Uh, you've got on right now, Carlos. So Car- you would oh. be where I was when I was a senior, uh, mm. you know, in freshman in college right there. It's basically the same. It was just kind of shifted and changed to match uh, the rest of the world or uh, changes. It was 2009 that they changed from pink to basically brown right now. So okay. Just to standardize it a little bit more. Okay, okay. You know, that would have been cool if we would have kept pink, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pink was fun. <laughs> so, 
essentially since your senior year of high school have you like consistently been essentially you've been a consistent help at church or a consistent volunteer at church no uh not too much too um uh-huh. uh senior year you know i i i started out and I put a lot of energy in, you know, this is going to be my volunteer thing. I'm going to earn my, my uh, red or whatever, actually earn my pink yeah. uh, at that time and stuff like that. Um, uh, when I went to college, you know, um, I, I, I went to college a little bit further. So I wasn't home every weekend at St. Barbara's. So I kind of floated around a little bit and come every week. Uh, started uh-huh. going to a couple of different other parishes too and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't consistent, you know, and at those other parishes, were you just, you know, attending attending mass, or were you also, you know, just kind of delving a bit into their different volunteer groups? A lot. Some of um, churches I would just go to mass at, or just you know mm-hmm. whatever it um, was right then. Um, a couple other ones I was actually uh, um, actually helped out another parish besides St. Barbara for a little while before coming back to St. Barbara too. Oh, huh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I like like I was kind of saying, you know, before the, <clears throat> I I personally think that you know I I've known you for you know a, a decent while, you know, a few years now. But even even then, I'm still you know this this podcast. I'm still learning about you myself too. So that's why you know it, it's pretty interesting, you know. And I'm guessing the people that know you even even less than i do you know are also enjoying the fact that you know we do get to know a little more about you know the the mystery are, behind there are people who know me better than you that didn't know about some of that stuff right now <laughs> oh <laughs> or know me all much right. longer. <laughs> okay all right ladies and gentlemen we've got some good stuff already all right <laughs> i mean so then uh you know, obviously, you you've you started at sort of that uh, senior age, right, where you began volunteering. What about with like um, volunteering at school? You know, how did you get into the uh, sort of like coaching side? Because that's also coaching? something that uh, yeah. uh, co- this one I'll tell you right now. Pretty much nobody knows. Is I started coaching when I was also uh, eighteen or nineteen years old. Oh wow. Yeah. Dang. So you've been coaching yeah. for a good while. Yeah, like and since I was 18, so it's been like a solid two and a half years, you know? <laughs> Obviously, duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, what's it been? Negative, negative three years? <laughs> Basically a sophomore. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, okay, that, that would explain why, you know, there was definitely uh, every – because I, I don't know about you, but um, obviously we had some different coaches in swim when I was uh, when I was on the team, and there's definitely like I guess there's definitely a difference from when I had coaching with you and when I had coaching with some of the other coaches. I mean, they're great people, but I I don't know. Coaching is kind of like a different. It, it takes a different kind of personality because even at my job, you know, I, I work with a teacher, an EOD teacher who is a coach for track. And I'll tell you, he's a great coach. I can like, just from working with him, I get that feeling, but a teacher, he's not so much. Okay. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And and honestly, I used to think till this point that you couldn't or it was difficult and very rare for you to be a good coach and a good teacher. Because oftentimes coaching skills don't always translate into teaching skills. But they are similar, but I have to say that there's a clear there's a difference between the two i mean i don't know what, what do you think do you think that coaching and teaching are there, very similar skills, a lot of skills that interla- uh, overlap and honestly i think that's mm-hmm. part of what makes me who i am is that i don't try to be different in different parts of my life uh yeah. you know I, I i like you know when i'm, I'm pushing kids tough you know the, to kind of um go harder it's a little bit different but i try to be the same person from what i've learned from being a catholic to mm-hmm. what I've learned as being a teacher, to how I teach kids on the pool deck and off. Um, it's about caring for the person first and about mm-hmm. how they're going to grow as a person and always challenging them to become better. And to me, honestly, it's about 
learning what you want to teach first or what you're trying to come across besides just, Hey, I'm going to try to get you faster and we're going to try to win. Cause that's, 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 yeah, yeah that's when I was, when I was 19, you know? Um, but after that, it becomes so much more about the person. And then, then you kind of develop on um, what you trying to really uh, help young kids kind of come across and grow and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so uh, some yeah. of it, it might've helped that I started so as young, but I'll tell you right now, like I never ever thought that I would be a coach when I was in high school or even when I was 18 <laughs> or 19, a lot of these things just kind of happened. And, uh-huh. you know, yeah, I mean that's that's actually uh, that's actually one of the things that I I I, I very much agree. With. Sometimes things really just like they, they just kind of get dropped into your life, and you just kind of like, okay, um, let me try to process this one real quick. All right, uh, all right, let's go with it. You know, let, let's run with it. <laughs> and I, I yeah, I, I start actually started coaching water polo first, and you know when I was oh, still eighteen at the time, you know, and uh, coaching high school, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you were coaching a high school team, or what, what were you coaching? Still, at, still at LQ. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure you're going to ask, or other people want to know the story now, is what happened was, uh, <laughs> you know, after I graduated um, uh, off to college a year, um, that summer, you know, a little bit before summer break came in, um, mm-hmm. I had a couple of my old teammates actually call me and said, hey, um, our coach is not coming back for next year. So as of right now, uh, you know, we don't have a summer league. We don't have anything going on for next year. So Dang. we would really like you to, to, to coach us. You know, and these were the people that were on my team as my teammates. You know, I'm, I'm a year out yeah. of high school. So a couple of the, it was actually a couple of the old freshmen that called me. Um, yeah. And I'm like, no, like, I, I don't know anything. How am I going to coach you? You know, <laughs> um, you know, I'm just like, you know, and I never thought about coming back at all. Uh-huh. Uh, but then that person called me like every single day for a week. And then it wasn't just that person. Um, some other people started calling me too. And, you know, kind of jumping on that. I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> this is going to suck. But then I'm like, do, do I got to change phone numbers? Or like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. So people just kept on really like just starting begging me to come out. It's like, we're not going to have this, uh, anything for summer unless it's, you, you come. You know, and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll try. You know, and and after that, you know, uh, and this word started coming, going around that, like, you know, I was thinking about it, and then a lot of my other old teammates were like, yes, I want you to come and be our coach, and other people were like, what do you need? You need me to talk to like the teachers, the principal, the AD, like we'll put in like whatever you need, like you know things like that. You know, so I'm like, okay, if all these people like are like really trying that hard, then I'll I'll I'll, I'll do it. You know. Um, you know, I start, I talked to the, you know, the AD and principal who I already knew from my time and they already, you know, had a good relationship with. So they were like, okay, like, you know, imagine my 18 year olds and they're like, okay, we'll, we'll take you, you know? So it was good that, you know, they already knew what I was about from when I was yeah. in high school and they took me, okay. um, you know, and, and I started right then and, and I wasn't, you know, I, I didn't go all those years straight, you know, I was kind of on and off, but that's kind of how I got started with the program. And I came back later afterwards. I'm like, okay, it's just a lot of fun. I'll, I'll keep it up. Dude, what? That's actually, man, like, <laughs> I, I, won't, I won't lie to you, but definitely, like, I, I see a lot, sort of like, a, you know, uh, I, I see a lot of similarities. Like, I, I can definitely relate with your story, with the story of how, kind of how I became youth minister, too. Just like, you know, it's literally, I'm, I'm 19, gonna turn 20 very soon, and you know they're just kind of like, hey, um, we, we're we our youth minister is leaving, you know, obviously Chris left, and now we don't really have anyone, and we need someone because Sister Grace is leaving, and if Sister Grace leaves, who knows if the program will continue, you know, because it's not like it's an important program. Sure, it's one that we we like having, and you know, it's you know considered a non-essential program but you know so we really kind of need you to take take this job or else we don't know if it'll continue and you know i'm just kind of like well i mean can i say no no <laughs> no you cannot <laughs> yes no. Dad, I, don't, I don't even know if, i don't remember i've told you but i was actually a part of that back then too and sister, Grace and sister Liu and a couple of people asked me quite a few times like hey so we need a new youth minister we should have like you got any ideas <laughs> You know, I'll be honest, Carlos, like, you know, I, the first time, uh-huh. like, I was like, Carlos, you should ask Carlos. 
You know, at the time they were like, no, he's like, we like him. And like, you know, he, we kind of like, that's what we want to be. He's a little young right now. I'm like, okay, yeah. I understand that. And then, you know, a couple months later, we needed a new youth minister again, you know? Oh, and we like, really needed one? Yeah. I'm like, so I'm like, Carlos, Carlos. <laughs> you know, so. yeah 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 i mean definitely a few you because oh man that that time was so rough to, it was just really rough you know because we got one we lost one we got another one we lost another one and now we're just like what do we do but yeah i i, I didn't actually know that you're one of the people that kind of put in the word for me there i definitely heard about it later uh when sister grace was like you know yeah you know i asked people I asked, I asked around, and you know, a lot of the answers I heard was Carlos. So I was like, okay, I guess we'll go with Carlos. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it wasn't just me. I'm just saying, you know, like a lot of us, yeah. we really believe in you guys and, and what you're about, and, and we believe and support you too, Carlos. Uh, no, and I think just between the, both of our stories, like I don't think you know when you started <laughs> confirmation, but we ever thought you'd be the minister, right? Yeah, uh, and I and I don't think you ever really started college no, or your your first year of college no, and figured, yeah. hey, yeah. I think in about a year, I'm going to take a coaching. Yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, No, it just comes to show me that's one of the things I learned is, you know, things happen unexpectedly and, you know, they kind of help build you as you are. And, you know, life isn't go where you think it does. And other things are, you know, if you really want something to happen, you work at it and try. And, you know, I never would have done it if my friends hadn't called me up and, you know, begged me for a couple weeks straight. And I'm pretty sure for you too, a lot of people, um, you didn't see as much in yourself as other people did. So, you yeah. know, for all the young people out there, you know, if we want something to happen, then, you know, you, you make it happen or, you know, yeah, you, you know, kind of I, listen to where God leads you to. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it wasn't really until I, uh, I, you know, obviously became youth minister, started getting more into my own faith. And really learning more about it, practicing it more often, getting to know what worked with me. Because, I mean, that's one of the things I've learned. Not not everything works for everyone when it comes to our faith. You know, a lot of the things like, like uh, what do you call it? Meditation is one that, oh, man, it's it, it works wonders for people. But for me, I'm just kind of like, I can't, like, stay quiet, you know, like people tell you like you know just kind of try to let your mind go blank just you know picture white just just nothingness and i'm just kind of like but all i can picture right now is like me picturing nothing <laughs> it's like i i don't know it, it that's one of the things that definitely I've, I've learned and you know one of my favorite kind of um one of my favorite quotes really that comes along with like you know just figuring out the path that I decided to take or the path that I, I wanted to take. Cause obviously you, you don't know what you don't know is the kind of thing that I, I'm trying to get at. And initially I didn't know, I, I had no idea of everything that I didn't know about. You know, I had no idea of what there was to know about it, especially one with my faith, with being youth minister and, you know, with uh, just leading others. and. It was uh, it was very very interesting because people expected things of me, but I didn't know what was expected, uh, what what was being expected of me. You know, <laughs> that's one of the biggest things. So I mean, just just real quickly to get to the quote, it's uh, God doesn't choose the uh, the prepared; He prepares the chosen. You know, and I think that's that rings Close very enough. true. <laughs> Close enough, but and I I think that's one of the things that rings very true. With both your story and my story of how we kind of got into this um uh, how would i put it we, we both got into helping young people because that's really what it comes down to a lot like the reason why i'm here is not because i i want the reason why i'm youth minister is not because i want to be a better catholic i could i could do that without being youth minister it's more specifically because i want to help young people you know and you know I, i'd like to know a bit more about you you know like how could what was the reason that you decided to, you know, help young people? You know, uh, how why is it that you devote so much of your time to helping young people? Well, um, how I got started, like I said, was um, through the Vietnamese youth group. And I was just kind of mm-hmm. asked to be a leader. And at the time, it was more of like, hey, we're just what we're doing with all our friends right now. You know, everyone's <laughs> doing it. It's going to be fun. And it was a lot of fun, you know, just kind of yeah. hanging out at that capacity with all your friends. Um, but, you know, 
going on right now and how much more developed is, you know, because, because uh, well, I, I like it. it. It brings me joy, you know, just really seeing it, interacting with young people and uh, helping mm-hmm. through it. You know, I think it's, you know, it's something that brings me energy, you know, just meeting young kids and listening to their stories and helping them any way we can. That's, you know, that's a large part of it. Um, large part of it, like you said, you, uh, you know, or I always really think it's like, there's just so many different people around and everyone has their own story. And yeah. I really love, inter- you know, getting to be a part of all these people and their stories and helping them in every way I can, you know, cause you know, there's so many things that you learn about people and yourselves and, from every single person you meet, um, it's great. Yeah, I definitely, I, I, I know, I, I know what you mean by that, you know. And, and another, another thing is that also whenever, whenever you meet someone, whenever you meet, especially someone who's young, and you kind of see their development, you see them grow as both, like, um, as a Catholic, as a person, as a leader. It, I don't know. It, it brings a sense of happiness that is like um it's not so much a happiness that is like oh like oh man I'm I'm proud that I did that it's more of like I'm proud that I was be I was mm-hmm. able to be a part of that I'm, yeah I'm, I, I like 100 yeah yeah um, and it's like and it's, I tell all my kids and students all the time yeah and largely yeah. it's not about yourself it's just really I was like I'm so glad happy to have been part of your journey and exactly like, to to witness that firsthand kind of yeah know. yeah um, yeah I mean it, it, like Carlos is the perfect example here because you, know, <laughs> you guys know like you know I, I met him on the swim team but I, I remember seeing him his first I was actually your teacher your first day of confirmation I think yeah, I appreciate oh, sure. it. Yeah, I, I'm um, not sure, but I, yeah. I definitely, you might have actually been because yeah, they, you they were shuffled, you, you're your sister in my class. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah they they shuffled they shuffled us around. Yeah, yeah, and and on the first day I was a sub for a class or something like that, and I remember I had you, and I'm like, what you're you go to church? <laughs> <laughs> it's like dude, yeah. you're too. Like, come on. <laughs> no, no, but I had a lot of fun, you know, and seeing you know yeah. Carlos grow up, you know, from from like you know the stupid kid i met on the phone you know uh, uh, no no seeing him at church and going through his his retreats and you know uh helping youth ministry after um and then becoming youth minister after that and you know and it's it's not so much of like i'm proud of myself because i know it's it's not me it's you know carlos's journey but i'm just so glad to have like you know been a part to have watched that um yeah yeah i love it and uh, yeah and it's definitely one of the things that it's like if there's anything that like people always ask it's like how can you stand those kids you know it's like it, it's it's the time in their life when they're most like rowdy and they don't know what to do they don't know what they want they don't know who they are sometimes they don't really know that much about themselves or the people around them they're kind of just in it in the moment and it's kind of like you know i i think that this this job this uh this this willingness this uh, willingness to help them I think is is important because you know they need it and not only do they need it it's doing doing the the action is self rewarding mm-hmm. because again it's not because you're doing it because I want this one specific kid to have a good time it's more like I want to help at least one kid I want to you know I want to make an impact in at least kids experience you know i want to be for them the that one person you know like i want to be for them the 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 john you know john helped me uh for example you know like let's let's just say you know like john was uh there john was a very helpful figure in my uh you know confirmation catechism whatever experience i want to be that person for at least one kid you know, and, and yeah, same exactly too, you know, um, no, it's just like all the years of teaching and stuff like, like just an example my very the last day of confirmation class that we had, um, you know, before everything was canceled oh. rudely, uh, yeah. uh, no, but even so like, you know, on, on that day, it was just, um, I decided to have like one-on-one conversations with one of my students mm-hmm. and I had a really, really good conversation with, with one of my kids and one that was like kind of needed right there on that day specifically you know um uh, uh and and you know it, this everything kind of like 
like, you know, as, as I really needed to have that talk with her that day. Uh, she was going through a really, really tough time, like specifically yeah. that day. And things like it just worked out because like I wasn't even like, you know, somebody who was supposed to sub my class that day and I was supposed to be with my class. It ended up working out right then. <laughs> it that time, And then all of a sudden I just uh-huh. decided to talk with her, things like that. Yeah. But like even just that one conversation I had for 10 minutes with that one student, I think yeah. it was worth it. You know, like all these years that I've been teaching, you know, it's just like I, I remember at one time I got to talk to one kid. And if I was able to just that was the only thing I was ever to really achieve, I'd be happy. Yeah. You know? Like, uh, like, I'll, I'll be honest right here. Like, I've actually I've actually like cried when a student told me just how just just how much it meant to them. Something I did that I personally didn't think it was you know, that big a deal, you know, like, Oh yeah. And, and I've had plenty of those too, where I had students where like, um, yeah. I feel like I, I barely even got a chance to know them or talk to them or I don't yeah. even remember what I said. And they came back and said something to me years later. I was like, wow. Like, yeah. Like they, like, amazing. They, yeah. like they just, you know, say like, Oh yeah, that meant so much. You did that or whatever. And I'm just kind of like, dude, like, I don't even remember like what I, what I did in the moment. <laughs> like I was just, you know, trying to help out, you know, trying to look out for, for whatever. And, it's those moments really the ones where like you don't even realize the power that you have to make someone else's life just a little better even even if it's for that one moment and and that's exactly what i kind of go back to when people ask me like how can you stand these kids you know and it's it's those it's those moments you know those moments are the ones that really kind of like pay back in full and then some all the moments that you're like pulling out your hair like why do these kids do these kind of things you know <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure and no and uh, part of like what you're getting back to that's another part of uh, a reason how i can stand the kids or why i do what i do is um I, I remember what it was like to be a kid yeah. you know i think a lot of adults kind of forget like what it's doing on their side but um mm-hmm. i i remember being a kid and i remember you know um you know a year and a half ago when I was in confirmation, you know, the thousands of years ago I was in the confirmation program. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I remember what it was like to be a confirmation kid and not like wanting to go to, you know, class every day. Or, um, you know, I remember growing up and not having the greatest relationship with my parents or my teachers or goofing off in class or whatever it is, you know. And so I, I get it where a lot of kids are coming from. And, you know, and, and yeah. part of what I do is like, you know, I want to um, help them in a way that I was not able to get help when I was younger or, you know, the things that I struggled with, you know, and I wish somebody was able to, to help me. I, I want to be able to, to do that for some other people. And on the reverse side, you know, some of the good role models I did have or some of the things that I'm more blessed to have had growing up than some other students did. I want to be able to share that or, you know, it, it kind of yeah. extend that hand or help, help wherever I can. That's really all it is. That's, that's very true. True indeed. You know, and I mean, that's, it, a lot of a lot of that is because like i want to i want to return the favor you know give give that same helping hand a, a lot of that is kind of like the reason why i even chose my like my career path to just you know youth minister and you know trying to become a teacher and all that but um another thing kind of wanted to talk to you about john was like um now right now you know that we are all just confined to our our houses you know our homes our rooms our computer screens you know what what has your faith kind of been like in in the previous in the recent present you know just because i know definitely uh, i'm asking you because obviously each person experiences faith in a slightly different way you know I think, like we were saying, you know, not every, not every aspect of, I guess, the practice of faith also, you know, works the same way in everyone. So that's why I kind of wanted to ask, you know, how's, how's kind of like, uh, how have you been, sorry, what have you been doing, John, to kind of help keep your faith on like, uh, on, how would, how would I say, it? on a, good track i guess um it's it's tough i'll tell you that right now for sure because you know especially for me a large part of what i do comes with being at church and helping at church and 
you know, doing things at church. So, you know, not being able to attend mass, see my friends when I'm going there. Oh, it's tough, you know, um, yeah. with everybody. But uh, a large part of that is, you know, um, keeping a sense of normalcy and then um, doing what you can. Um, I It's really helpful to have friends right now, I think. Uh, one, one thing, uh, you know, I, I, I usually teach every single week you know, on Saturdays, Mondays, things like that. And one thing that's really kept me going is, you know, still making my lesson plans to have our, you know, online meetings now that's, every Saturday, yeah. you know, and so that, 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 you know, at least gives me something to do. But even before that, you know, um, I volunteer a lot, but I've always told my fellow volunteers as well as other kids, it's great. That's how I started. I probably wouldn't have been as deep in my faith if I didn't volunteer as much, mm-hmm. but volunteering alone, giving your time alone is not enough. You kind of have to find God on your own too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, be helping is helping and being selfless is different from being a good believer, you know, and you really have to take that time to do it on your own. And that's what's kind of testing us right now. I think you still have to kind of give God his own time that he deserves. Um, yeah. you know, uh, again, what, like I said, one thing that really helps is having my friends. So like still what I do every single Sunday now when, when they're doing live stream masses is we actually have zoom calls. And we, I attend and see a bunch of people attending mass with me in Zoom, you know, and I go at nine o'clock in the mornings. I don't like to work up at nine o'clock in the morning on Sundays, but, you know, just knowing that I've got other people who are joining in with me in mass with my friends here, as well as I have friends on the East Coast in, in Washington State, Oregon State, you know, Texas, they're kind of going together with me. That's really helpful is just having those friends. Yeah. And. I I hadn't really thought about it until you brought it up that a lot of my friends actually like my circle of friends. Um, I mean, during high school, it was very it was a bit of a quite the social butterfly, and so I'd I'd have friends from all different kinds of like you know social groups, and even like you know moving from high school into college, you know, I'd still kind of have a good like a very how would, I, how would I say a very different spectrum of like just you know friends on different it friends a lot of friends into different several different things you know and now that i think about it you know actually the friends who stuck with me who i've known i guess now for the longest are the ones who actually you know spend a lot of time with that church and yeah. it's I, in in a way you know it actually does it, what you're saying it proves it kind of like I'm, I'm proving it within myself you know because it's those friends that you know you share faith with really that i think it's the friendships where even your faith is shared that i think really lasts the longest and, yeah i mean in both ways you know i have friends from you know yeah. out middle school high school college yeah. you know different groups that i'm in uh and of course you know i'm very close with my uh, church friends just because we're close but what i also mean is like there is also certain groups of friends that will help you grow there's certain groups of friends that you're here there just for like a laugh and a giggle <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah there's some, some, some that that kind of help you grow as a person uh you know and you know like i think i'm in a group chat or two with you carlos sometimes like you goof around but sometimes it's serious <laughs> yeah uh, yeah you know um, no, i've got other ones where you know i've got a group of friends who share faith and we sometimes we post articles or ask questions about like hey how come jesus did this this and this and how does that work and we help each other out and figure it out and learn together you know even before this time you know uh, and it wasn't until i was older but i had groups of friends you know we would talk about that stuff and we would we would actually do video calls and things like this you know even before this time, or just a, yeah. a group call at night, and we would, uh, you know, if somebody's having a hard week that time, we'd pray for them, you know, or you know, we would actually do the rosary or divine mercy together a couple nights, you know. And and I'm not a guy who likes to sit there and pray. Not so it's hard for me, you know. Yeah. It's really cool when you get a bunch of friends together and you just want to do it together. And yeah. those are kind of things that kind of help me is having friends like that. And I, I mean, I honestly think that a lot of like our, uh, a lot of our youth nowadays are kind of. I personally think, you know, obviously I'll I'll have to ask someone personally, you know, what their opinion is, but I personally think that a lot of young people nowadays are scared to want to share their faith with their friends, because I think a lot of them scared as in like, uh, you know, hey, it's 
2 a.m. in the morning, you feel like you feel like doing a Divine Mercy chapter real quick? Do you afraid with me or whatever? Or do you want to, you know, go, what is it? Uh, go on Zoom and watch uh, watch Mass together? You know, because a lot of times it's like, oh, let's go to church. Not so much for like the uh, the the spiritual aspect, but let's go to church and hang out, which is totally fine. But like, I think that the fact the 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 binding factor there that makes the friendship relationship stronger a lot of the times, in my opinion, is you know like when you add in the um, the faith. It's like it's like a chemical reaction that is is you know making some kind of glue. But you need that third component to make it like, like last forever. Definitely know what you mean. I think it's actually gotten a little better. You know, um, like I said, youth ministry is doing so many things. I, I love that yeah. I see kids coming to youth ministry and see them bring in friends from other classes or even yeah, outside yeah, of our church, yeah. outside of our faith. I, I that's I love that. You know, I, I think it's really cool. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, back, back have- then when I was growing up, I would. You know, I'd be like <laughs> uniform, like my kind of, let me hide this or like they hey, like John, where are you going on like Tuesday night? I'm like, not Bible study, you know. You know like, yeah, like uh, <laughs> like, uh what is, like for example, if your parents didn't go directly home after picking you up from Tunie and you're like at the store with your uniform, oh, yeah. you're just kinda like like, hey guys, oh you see someone that you might know, like, oh hey, what's up, you know? Yeah, yeah. So no, uh, even like of course it's it's different for everybody, and I'm I'm sure there's a lot of people still that way. I was like yeah. that growing up, you know. Uh but I see more on a level now, you know, like you know, uh, you know, people posting pictures and you know, um, sharing things through TikTok and Instagram and stuff like that, or just inviting <laughs> oh, each other man. out to events like stuff. Like I, I think it's really cool yeah. that it's being more socially acceptable to be at church with your friends and things like that. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, it's, it's, it's different for everybody. Like you said, <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's very true. And, um, that, that's really what we're trying to, at youth ministry, we're kind of trying to, uh, subvert and change that. It's okay for you to ask your friend, Hey, you know, I'm not really feeling like it'll be, uh, or it's not like doing things by yourself. Just the nature of being by yourself is not very appealing. So, you know, I think by nature, our, our faith isn't one that we, we, we practice by ourselves because, you know, what, what did we talk about? God is always with you, you know? So therefore you're not by, you're never, ever really by yourself. And so why should you practice it by yourself either? Yeah. yeah, definitely. That's the core of our church is church is a community. It's a, exactly. yeah. a group. And I think it's actually both ways, though. Um, I think yeah, you know, like that, I, said, I love having yeah. it together. But at the same time, like you need to be able to practice it by yourself. Because, you know, I know a lot of, you know, uh, uh, people who, you know, have a tough time going to college because they don't have any friends. I know I definitely did yeah. when I, I li- was living at college and I didn't have nobody that was going to go to church with me. It was, it was really yeah. difficult to, to, you know, take that extra effort to get out there and go or, you know, to pray by yourself and things like that. But I think yeah. a lot of the times I do go to church by myself, you know, without family, without friends, without anybody yeah. watching or some of the best times I've been when you really don't think about anyone else and you just focus yeah. on yourself and God. So I think it's important to have that self faith too, and, and discover God on your own, but it's also important to share it, you know, and, yeah. and enjoy it with other people. I actually think some of those, the, um, I, I think that sharing your faith with others, that's like, um, what do you call it? Um, that, that, that's really one of the best and most fun parts about, you know, just living your faith. But I think that it's those parts where you practice your faith and you do your faith by yourself that foster the most growth. And, that's why a lot of the times I like to tell my class and whatnot, or actually I'm not sure if I've told my class, but a lot of the, one of the quotes that I like to use a lot, you know, when it comes to our faith, it's kind of like, let's, let's be by ourselves together, you know? I don't know where you get all these quotes from. So yeah, you know, let, let's take a moment to be by ourselves together, you know? Let's be alone in our headspace but in the same room or in a call. You know, it, doesn't... Oh, yeah, it definitely comes back to, yeah, I know too. It comes back to like during this time too, 
it's both of those like now we have to practice our faith by ourselves yeah you know um you know i'm, I'm sure we have some of us have our parents or families helping us but some others might not you know um so even being able to turn on that live stream and attend bass by yourself um out of your own will it's kind of by yourself yeah. you you know for those who aren't in our confirmation classes anymore you kind of have to take some time to kind of learn more about god and discover your faith on your own without your friends and your teachers and everyone right now but at the same time it's nice to have that community and support like i said i've got to kind of do these things by myself but it's really really helpful to have all those friends knowing that you know i'm, I'm gonna go watch mass together or, or do these activities together or whatever it is yeah definitely I mean, for like, let's say, for example, for you, John, what's some of the things that keeps you uh, wanting to con- wanting to keep growing in your faith? What's one of the things that helps you not stay stagnant? Because I think a lot of the times our our young people kind of think about their faith as something not so much that uh, how would I say it? not so much as something that they see it like learning or as growing. You know, faith is something that you practice, you go to church, you go to Tuni, you, uh, you you go through the levels in Tuni even. You go through these, like, I guess, um, milestones or checkpoints, like uh, you like uh, receiving First Communion and Confirmation. But they don't see it as something that you, like a skill almost. In in a way, a skill, you know, because skill <laughs> is something that you, you, you practice, you grow, and you continuously work towards making it better yeah i definitely know what you mean and um from for me is this learning more about my faith is and it's the same thing with a lot of things in life is the more you know the more you realize the less you know if that kind of makes sense like when i'm learning about my faith it's like i didn't learn everything i needed to learn after confirmation two that was just like barely like, okay, that's like maybe like like less than 2% of what I know about my faith today. <laughs> you know, honestly, it's like it was barely the basics. And when you start to know more, you start to realize how much more there is out there to learn. Oh, okay. How much okay, little that you know. And it's yeah. the same thing. It's like, and, and it's about not being um, happy with where you are kind of, you know, and knowing that there's more. It's the same thing. It's like when you start to study, like, let's say physics, you know, there's, high school level physics and it's okay i aced my test i know everything about physics you go on to major in physics in in or math or whatever it is in college it's like okay that was like nothing there was like all this more and you realize like even phds and doctors they just specialize in one little field and they they have learned so much to know that there's so much more to discover and i'm just learning one part of it you know the more you know the more that you understand that there's so much more to keep on learning and that's where i am with my faith is just um i know that I, I right now i tell my kids in my class all the time you know like i don't know anything about our faith not even you know but it, this is a journey that i'm continuing to grow on and i want you guys to keep on growing with me as i learn more and you yeah. learn more too you know yeah and that's actually one of the things that i was telling my kids i at the beginning of the year I always kind of give them like a, a bit of a rundown like you know hey you know i'm sure i'm a catechist here so just by that title, a lot of the times it, it seems like I'm supposed to know everything. I'm supposed to be able to answer all your questions. But I'll tell you right now, I might not, you know, be able to answer all of your questions. I might not have an answer to every one of your questions that, you know, ha- have regards to our faith. But one thing I can tell you is that if I don't know the answer, I will get you someone who does, or we can look for it together. <laughs> You know, like, no, yeah, definitely. It's like it, it, you just keep on realizing how much more there is out there, and you know, and you keep on expanding on what you already know. And part of it yeah. is too uh, with our faith is the more you, for me personally, and that's one reason I've gotten stronger in my faith is the more I learn about it, the more beautiful it becomes. Because there's a lot of times, you know, you read something in the Bible, and it's like, oh, that doesn't make sense, or that's stupid. Why did they do that? Or that it makes zero sense. Yeah. Like, what well, God created the world in seven days? There's just absolutely no. Yeah, that's stupid. Okay, but yeah. when yeah. you learn more about the things behind it and why we chose the number seven, or that's said in the Bible, why certain things were created, or why Jesus did certain things that he did, or why a king five thousand years before Jesus did a certain thing that related to what Jesus did later yeah. on. Yeah. It, it starts to blow your mind. It's like, wow, this is so amazing. Uh, you know, the more I learn, the more beautiful it becomes, really. Um, that, that's 
part of it for my faith about how you keep on learning is it's really you know it's unlike anything else where you, you the more you know the just the more it all makes sense together and i'm still mm-hmm. going down that path yeah, yeah, yeah. continue uh, uh, another part is just knowing like you know that there is so much more like to compare it to like with my coaching you know it's like how i challenge my my students every single day it's like okay mm-hmm. uh, great job you got your best time i'm not going to stay there and just hang out there let's get another best time next week what are you going to do this week to get your next best time how are you going to continue to grow and then when you hit that one it's like okay what's next now you know um yeah sure great job you won that race but you aren't anything just winning that one race. How are you going to win league? How are you going to be the best one in league? And then with my, my, my kids, um, you know, who are league champions. Okay. We're league champions. How far are we going to go in CIF now? You know, it's like, and, and you know, it's always about getting to that next level and about pushing yourself yeah. and getting better. You know, it's just uh, the same with anything. It's just about constantly doing what you can every day to get better. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I it's I guess you know in a way to kind of put it in a nutshell, it's more like applying the same kind of uh, growth mindset that you would apply to something else. You know, you just gotta apply it now to your faith. And when you think about it, it's not too difficult actually, because um, I, I I say it's not too difficult. But I, I know that definitely some people would like to disagree, and I I'd probably be one of them. But I only say that it's not too difficult now because I have people in my life who help kind of uh, keep me on track, keep me in that path, and sometimes even give me direction in that path. Because you know I I don't mean to toot my own horn here with all these quotes that I'm you know saying. <laughs> You know, uh, it's just, you know, I, I sometimes I just I spit straight fire, you know, like, I, what can I say? You know, um, yeah, DJ Carlos, you keep it up. <laughs> keep on dropping the bars. Yeah, I just sometimes I just drop knowledge and I don't even realize it. I, I swear I should just have someone chronicling all my, you know, everything I say. Just like, oh, man, like look at that. This is what you said two years ago. And, you know, this right here, gold. All right, um, what is it, Matthew? You on that? Just a, <laughs> a shout out to our tech guy too, uh, Matthew, who's uh, helping us. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I should, I should, I should ask Matthew to just set me up with like a twenty four seven, just just set rig or something that'll record everything I say, and you know that way I could just listen to it at night and just realize how just oh man, just how much how much gold I I spit listen in to your day. own podcast. Got it. <laughs> No, uh, but but sort of what I'm trying to say is that, you know, even though you don't always see the direction or path which you're taking, it doesn't always mean that you're in you're going in the wrong direction. And I mean, a, a lot of our a lot of our young people will take an easy road because they ask people and they got, you know, a bit more knowledge than others because who knows? They were just blessed with it, you know. They just, they realize the blessing. Some won't realize the blessing. Some won't take the easy road. And they'll take a bit of a rough one. But again, it's the it's the whole idea of just because you don't see the road or path you're taking, it doesn't mean that one, God isn't there. And it doesn't mean that two, you're in the, going in the wrong direction. It just, you're just taking a different road. Because, I mean... Not all roads, not all roads lead to Rome, but they all do lead to God, and it's, it's something that. Another quote. We'll write that down, <laughs> dude. That's that's actually a new one. I just came up with it. All right. So anyone watching this and listening to this, you're witnessing history. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that I think a lot of our our young people can not only can relate to, but may even relate to later on. You know, some of us listening to listening to us now or watching us now may have already gone through that rough road. Some of them may be about to start it and they don't even know it. You know? But regardless of that, I think that faith is something that is there with us from, you know, obviously a lot of us, it's not there with us 
since the day we're born, because not everyone's born, you know, cradle Catholic. A lot of us, you know, it's something that kind of comes into our life. Even for some others, it's something that comes in and then goes out because they just didn't realize that it, you know, what it was when it did come in. No, and, and again, coming back to, you know, teaching and things like that is, you know, I, I like I my parents had been the church since I was a kid, you know, mm-hmm. um, and even I had so many hard times learning about my faith or learning to accept it or grow on it on my own, you know, um, so I, I want to do my best to help other people. And I realize there's plenty of other people, you know, uh, who don't have as much you know, exposure, and I want to be able to help them grow as much as they can. Uh, and, you know, because you know, and that's that's what it is in the end. Like I said, our, our faith is beautiful. God is beautiful, and I want to share that with other people. How beautiful I have found God to be. Um, yeah. You know, and just yeah, going through all that, and everybody is different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, when it when it comes down to it, and I think that you and I are both people that we just we want to help others to see like just just how beautiful just how fun just how much you can you can take away from you know getting to know more about your faith no and like i say even me like i said having that background and even i've had so many struggles myself you know growing up and you know and it's just something to share with people yeah yeah i mean sharing's caring right <laughs> All right, John. Uh, honestly, it, it's been it's been a complete pleasure to have you here in uh, joining us in uh, SPYM Cast episode number four, or actually, for now, we'll say it's episode number four. If anything, we can cut this part out and say thank you for having us here at uh, you know SPYM Cast episode three. It's truly been an honor to have you, and John, I just want to say. Uh, thank you for everything you do, not just here with Youth Ministry on this on this podcast tonight. Thank you for everything you do at St. Barbara, your all your years of work, which may range from two to uh, who knows, 15. So I just want to thank you, you know, for that and personally for being a part of the road that, you know, led me here. No, and again, my pleasure. Always fun to be out here and uh, talk to you. Um, you know, thanks for having me as part of you know uh, having me as part of your journey. And again, it's something that's a lot of fun to me seeing you and everybody else. And uh, keep it up uh, with SBYM and everything else. Like, all right. Well, this has been episode three or episode four. Or shoot, wait, yeah of SBYM cast and with that we say goodbye and good night, good morning or good afternoon peace out everyone